we are back. Thank you for listening. This is Address Unknown. Hello again. I am still Jonica. And I am still Mark. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Since we are in the process of packing up our house. Well, technically, it's not even our house No longer. Yeah, sold. Mm -hmm. So things are are starting to get more real. All right, by the second, we're having these conversations about the adjustments we're going to have to make and the fears that come along with all of that. And of course, we share a lot of the same fears, but then they're also unique to each one of us individually. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the first shared fear, and that's, of course, going to be money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the tap has been turned off. We are no longer generating any income, which is insane and terrifying to think about, right? Because I have been, I mean, I started babysitting, I think when I was probably like, I don't know, 10 years old, which seems insane. Are you old enough to be watching other children at that point? But then really got my first job at the age of 14 and have been working 29 years ever since then. Yes. So yeah. Thank you for counting Sorry. the years. It's time for retirement <laughs> at that rate. That's, that's what I'd say. Well, we're, we're not unique, right? Like there's a lot of people that have worked for many years of their lives, but it's, it, it's one of those things where, you know, we both had great jobs. We liked our jobs. We were doing well. We were climbing that ladder. Yeah. We were, we, were um, follow, we were checking all the boxes. Yes. And and now we are jobless and therefore checkless. Income-less. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. It, there's there's no more direct deposit. That bank account is slowly diminishing each year. Yeah. It just day. goes down and down now, um, which is scary to see. Not to say, like, I don't want it to sound like we haven't been planning for this. I mean, we have. We've We have a good travel fund we have other accounts like we've we've done a really good job i think of of planning this out but it's when the reality sets in that there's no more money coming in uh things start to get much more real right and that's where the planning came in and that's where it will hopefully sustain us for this entire journey yeah yeah i hope so um so the second fear, and this might sound trivial, I guess, but it's kind of a big deal when you start to unpack it, is cell phone and, and internet. It's super interesting to me in all of the books that we've read, all of the blogs, whatever websites that I've looked at, there's not a lot of material that gets into information on this. Like, how do you keep your cell phone number? Like, I don't want to let that go. I've had 612 number forever. You did change your number. Yeah, I had to for work. When you moved to, mm-hmm. to New York. Mm-hmm. But still, people know that number. And when that number changes or gets handed over to someone else, like, I don't know. It's You just you want to keep your number. So how do you keep that number? What is the best way to get service in different parts of the world? What is the best way to ensure you have a decent internet connection? Because I think, again, you know, we might need to upload a podcast or something like that. I don't even care about streaming 
movies or shows or whatever we can deal without that like it's it's more you just have to have the internet and you have to figure out how to have that that data that I good guess. that good bandwidth yes yes um so i'm i'm continuing to do research i feel like i'm getting somewhere so i'll share more of that as i start to hopefully come to some answers but more to come Right. And the thing is, I think, in reading the books that we went through for this research is that there there's no information on it, so not a lot, let's say, specifically because this information changes so quickly. We're talking about technology changing at the speed of light, mm-hmm. and therefore what was relevant a year ago, two years ago, as far as how to go about getting cell phone service or how to go about producing your podcast while on the road, like in a van. How do you do that? That all can change so quickly. Well, you think back to even like when you were living in Thailand, right? Yeah. In 2006. I had a Nokia phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would, you'd go to internet cafes. Oh yeah. Right. Email. And email your parents and let them know that you were okay. And obviously times are, are different now. And I think everyone expects you to be able to FaceTime, Google Hangouts, Zoom, whatever, at, at a moment's notice, especially after the pandy, I feel like, made that like a much bigger thing. So people just expect that, and we expect that. And so that's one of the primary ways of staying in touch with people, because it's so much more than the written word um, or this podcast. It will be about those those FaceTimes and stuff like that. It's a lot more realistic to understand how dependent we are on these things so much so and and that's everything from you know not just instagram or not just a podcast but communicating with our family and our friends being able to have these like zoom calls if that's even gonna happen Mm -hmm. uh as we talked about our finances and money what about banking how do you make sure that that's all working everything yeah it's all everything insurance you know safety navigation all the maps everything so because the world we live in today it's vital that we have access to this a good connection and the data that we need yeah i feel i feel lucky that we're kind of cuspy right in that we know how to read an actual paper map if we have to um we know how to write an email to not like have to get on the phone and facetime but at the same time we still are very much dependent on these things you know I love remember, it love yeah, it or leave it you're still dependent on it. you pop out of the subway and you're like which direction do i need to go you're driving along where do i need to go so yeah kudos to those people listening who didn't always have that because i remember every single year before driving down to florida for spring break we would go to AAA. Get that map. Get that map. And those people would like, you know, highlight the route that you should use. And they'd be like, well, this road's closed because of construction. And like no one, you know, only Google does that for you now. Maybe you can still go to AAA and do that, I guess. But who does that? Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 a big thing. So aside from the finance part of it, the, the money, the concerns about internet. The, the Internet. The next one we think is a huge concern or a fear, something we're both losing sleep over, is going to be health issues, right? This is a big one and one that's totally out of our control. There's no reason to try and dwell on this. There's no reason to actually lose sleep, even though we both are. It's something we've spoken about and, and we both went to every doctor before every we left. Every single doctor. So insurance, 
Jonica's insurance, which covered us both, <laughs> only went through the month of August. So therefore... The end of this month. Yeah. So so in like, you know, late July, early August, it was like time to go to the dentist again. It was time to get a skin screening again. It was time to get the annual physical again. Everything. 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 We all know insurance in America is shitty. And we all know that like it, you're not going to be taken care of uh, if you don't get these things done preventatively. Yeah. Right. So let's be honest. We went and took care of all those appointments and we tried to be responsible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sure. But mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as of, you know, five days from now, we have no more health insurance. We'll have to get on some sort of temporary mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. insurance. So, yeah, we wanted to make sure that we were being responsible. And, you know, for me personally, Farber in in my mind is the the beacon of health. He really kind of has no health issues where I have a lot. I'll, I'll take really. that. I'll take that compliment. <laughs> I'll take that three times over. Very rarely do I get compliments Let's from you. Start with like I have horrible teeth, right? Like the amount of root canals and crowns and all the things. Like it, it's a big deal and it's super expensive, right? So it's like it's terrifying to me to think about if something happens on the road where shall I lose a crown? Shall I like get a cavity or something? But then I have to like calm myself and think that you can get dental work done in other countries. There are some countries that probably do it better than others, but it can still happen. People still turns all out, over the all, world. All the world. Turns out people all over the world are taken care of. Need their their teeth taken care of. It still gives me pause and is scary to me. When we get back to Minneapolis, obviously we'll go to a travel doctor and we'll get all of our vaccines and all of our meds. Um, one of those being like tummy meds because for those that know me obviously it's uh i i have gi issues gastrointestinal um, yes problems big problems i don't have celiac and i don't have crohn's you're very lucky i'm very lucky bless you people that have to deal with that i do have SIBO, so there are a lot of foods that cause me to be sick i'm gluten intolerant and the world as a whole, is getting better about this. I think there's so many more options out there, thank goodness, for people, because there's a lot of people who have gluten issues now. Um, But it can still be very challenging. And because of this and other factors, I know I'm going to get sick. Uh, It's going to be rough. But I've dealt with this for a very long time, and Farber is great at helping me me through this. He knows when I'm not feeling well. He knows when I need a break. He knows when I need to find a bathroom. Um, like we said, we were going to be open and yeah. transparent. And most of the time you just stop talking. Yes. You're saying I anything. Very, I get very silent. You internalize <laughs> this, your, uh, your, your stomach pain. Your, yeah. It's your all I can do. Yep. It's all I can do. That's, that's what happens. But, you know, there are going to be days that it gets really bad. There's going to be days where Farber is going to be eating all of the street food, all of the things. I probably will not. Sometimes I might. And then I know I'm going to pay for it the next day. And the next day is going to be an indoor staying inside day. And that's okay because you have to weigh the reward versus the punishment. And that's what my system does to me. And hopefully a lot of times the reward is worth it. 
<laughs> we'll see. But yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about this more, obviously, as we're... In we're... real time when you're experiencing yeah, it. How fun yeah, would that be to hear? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I might be dying. It's part of it. It's a big fear of mine, but it's going to be a part of this journey for sure. So I think, Farber, you mentioned one of your fears was getting ripped off. And I do think that's a good one. So what what worries you, I guess, about this? This is my one of my only worries about this trip. Um, and I'm not, not, again, not something that's like, it's, it's inevitable. So I don't know that it's necessarily something that should be worried about. But anytime you are going around the world, whether you are going to the next state over or going to a remote town in South America somewhere, you usually stick out when you have like two backpacks or a backpack and, mm. and, and you're lost and you're looking at your phone. So take, being taken advantage of is one that I'm concerned, knowing it's going to happen. It has happened to me in the past traveling. Like people will do all sorts of scams to get you to hand money over to them. Right? Yeah. It is usually a situation in which it's pressure based. So your need to make a move very quickly is usually how they prey on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was backpacking in Europe. This happened and living in New York, the old bag and bottle trick. People are familiar with this in New York where this person will carry a bag of broken bottles and they will bump into you, drop the bag and claim that you are the one responsible for, for breaking for the liquor bottles bottle. in the bag. And, and a lot of times it's like a bottle of, let's say like Patron or something. Sure. It's not something cheap. No, no. Yes. And, and it, it's set up this way. So picture you're walking down the street and you're minding your business, but you're rushed, you're stressed. Someone recognizes that. They bump into you and glass falls to the ground in this bag. And the gentleman comes over. In my case, he said it was a gift for his wife. Mm-hmm. Very vulnerable at that point. I end up going with him to the liquor store. I said, I'm not giving you money. I said, I'll go to the liquor store. I'll buy you a new bottle. I'm sorry. We go there. We buy a bottle of Patron, case in point, as you said. Mm-hmm. Then he walks away. I think nothing of it. I'm walking home a little bit further, half a block down. I turn around and I said, I'm going to go look at the bag. Why didn't I just do that first? Right. Ask him to show it yeah. to you. So I went back. I looked at the bag, which was in the garbage. Turns out it was a bunch of shooters, all broken, not a bottle of Patron. No. So I was out the cost of a bottle of Patron. But then like, it kind of flashed across my eyes. And I was like, okay, this is a typical scam, like a three-card Monty thing like in New York. And uh, you got to be aware of it. And if you're so self-involved that you bump into somebody and you don't have the decency to replace something for them, if you broke it, then you're just a jerk. Something happened to us even on our honeymoon. Yes. Yeah, indeed. When we were in Albania. Taxi cab driver took us. Yeah. We we started in Italy and we took the ferry across to Albania. Different story. From Bari. Yeah. 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 And not only we got off the ferry and you have all these these children, these people who are obviously like they're in need, but these kids start shoving their hands in your pockets immediately, which is also like very, you feel very vulnerable and it's kind of terrifying. Um, but then we had to get a taxi to the rental car place and he was a lovely old man and he was asking us about how long we'd been married. He was asking us, us if we had children, obviously no. Um, and he at one point had to pull over because the car was overheating. It was like a whole thing. And then we get to the airport and he's, you know, pulls out his phone and shows us how much we owe him. And that's how much we paid him. 
There was a language, sorry to interrupt. There was a language barrier, yes, to be fair. There yeah, was not a lot course. of English being spoken no, 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 or no, us no. speaking up, you know, Albanian. Yeah, yeah. So. And he he was started yelling at us and we didn't understand because I was like, we, we paid him exactly the number that it said on the phone. But obviously he wanted more and we'd done our research and as in many European countries, you don't usually tip. And so we weren't tipping, but this dude wanted a tip and he was not going to give us our bags until we gave him a tip. So it was a whole thing. People were starting to stare. He was starting to yell even louder at us. I mean, it was, it was a gross feeling. And I think that's part of like not wanting to get ripped off is you don't want to leave a place and feel bad about it. You don't want to have this bad taste in your mouth that like, ugh, gross. Like I got ripped off there or this person stole this from me or whatever. And so I think that's also part of it is that we know these things are going to happen. We don't want them to cloud our judgment or opinion of a place. And we're just going to have to deal with that because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. So the takeaway is really don't stress out in these situations. Keep your wits about you and do what you need to do. If someone's going to take money from you, they need it more than you do. If they're going to scam you, they need it more than you do. You are a very fortunate person to come to their country, their home country and experience and walk around with a backpack. So you got to be fair. Yeah, exactly. All right. Being ripped off. Done. Mm -hmm. Now, one that is of less concern for me, primary concern for Janica and anyone that knows her is that she is a little bit obsessed with fashion and clothing and shoes and products, Mm -hmm. face products, hair products, skin products, you name it. Mm -hmm. So she's been freaking out a lot about this and specifically because of the size of our luggage. Oh my God. We are, so we are each bringing a 40 liter backpack and a 35 liter duffel for those of you who do not convert liters to square feet it's not a lot google it it's not yeah it's not so much <laughs> that's it really there is no roller bags we have no check luggage um and it has to fit not only our clothes but all of the equipment to host this podcast mm-hmm. etc so jonica's freaking out a little bit how Very is much. that how is that going for you my love i'm freaking out a lot a lot uh yeah i i love clothes and i love shoes and i feel like those things it may sound like totally materialistic and it is but like those things are kind of part of my identity i really like to express myself through how i look and what i wear um so to have to only bring two small bags is terrifying to me so uh PSA if you're following along on the gram or the website I will be very monotone in my clothing it's going to be a lot of black and beige khaki and khaki that's khaki yeah so things that can be mixed and matched and I will re- be repeating clothing like I've never repeated clothing before I can only bring 3 pairs of shoes like that's that's insane to me as I sit next to my like rack of I don't even know how many shoes are yeah. on this rack the, the right visual, now. <laughs> the visual here is in our closet again in the Poconos sorry since, since episode one we have not come very far from the closet we are still here 
It's the best place to record. And there's literally just racks of Jonica's shoes. And it hurts my soul. It's like art it's like artwork. Yeah. They'll be I know. They'll be packed away. But uh yeah, only three lucky contestants get to join us on our journey. Lucky ladies. Those three <laughs> pairs of shoes. Yeah. Very happy to be packed. Yeah. It's going to be a pair of Birkenstocks, a pair of running shoes, and a pair of loafers, you know, that can be dressed up or down. No heels, no, no boots. No heels, no boots. Oh, God, I'm looking at all my sneakers. No vans. Say like, goodbye. Yeah. Say goodbye to this. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts my soul. Um, On top of that, obviously, is products. And I think that, yes, I love my products. But I heard a good piece of advice recently. If you forgot shampoo or you run out of shampoo, people wash their hair. Yep, it's a global world. If you, you got all this stuff. run out of toothpaste people brush their teeth. So there will be things that you can pick up and obviously purchase along the way. And I know that whatever we have packed right now is not going to be what we end our trip with. We're going to have to buy new things. We're going to have to get new things along the way. And that's that's totally fine. What are your go-to products? Your must-brings. Yes, I have to. Your companions, your, my, your, your, your travel companions, not me, but yeah. products. My shout out is to Vintner's daughter. Like that's my go-to, and I actually have an extra one that I'm gonna bring to B and D's so that they can send to me uh, on the road. That and seed probiotics. Those are those are kind of like my two go-tos. But yeah, I wish I I have way more that I wish that I could bring. But those are my my must-haves and what will be coming with me on the road. And with that, I'd say we go ahead and take a little break. Let's do it. Okay. And we are back. So we spent some time, a long time, I feel like talking about our fears. But it's not all fears, obviously. We have so many things to be excited about. Uh, And those are obviously the reason that we're doing this. We're taking the leap and doing this kind of scary but very exciting thing. The first one is kind of related to fear in a way. I feel like it's the other side of the coin. It's like fear and excitement all rolled up into one. Um, It's the the unexpected. We're very excited about the unexpected. Mostly, I think, meeting people, meeting new people and seeing things we've never seen before. Yeah. Traveling is really about meeting amazing people. It's this sort of, you know, one night you could be out eating dinner and then you meet a group of people and they take you out on their boat and all of a sudden you're on a river. Which happened to us. Which happened to us. In Guatemala. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole night we were out just listening to reggaeton music and having drinks and they dropped us off at the end of the night at our dock and everything was fine. And And, that was it. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a gentleman in Utah on our trip to the national parks. We were in Arches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guy pulls up this big RV and he's talking to us out of nowhere and he invites me into the rv you had chili with him yeah he, he told me we were making chili yes mm-hmm. so, so i did not John, eat the chili. Chanica was not getting involved and no. got the, the random strange man serving us chili <laughs> so i went into the rv interior amazing if anybody's ever been in an rv you know it has like a tv it has a fireplace these things have like build outs etc cetera, etc cetera. i won't bore anybody with rv life but he's like let's smoke some weed and i was like okay Mm-hmm. So we did. We left the trailer, went outside, 
And that was it. He the next day gone. Yeah. Never saw him again. Nope. Single guy all of a sudden gone. You know, yep. best friend that night. So that's kind of part of it. That's part of traveling. I feel like you again. You meet people. It could be like a one night connection. Or it could be someone that you like. Lifetime. Yeah, lifetime. You have many of those. I feel like I have some of those. But I think for for you, it's much easier. Because as you just said, it's like you're, you're an extrovert. Like you can go and talk to anybody. Yeah, this is harder for Jonica. Yes, I am an introvert. I'm not, I'm not one to go and strike up a conversation with a total stranger. Who knows? Hopefully... This experience will open that up for me. I don't know if it will. I think that's a challenge that I'm going to give myself, but at least I have Farber to help open that opportunity for both of us. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you love it. So the next thing that we're looking forward to, if you know anything about me and and Farber, I guess, but I'm... I'm obsessed with food and restaurants. How ironic, considering your internal issues. <laughs> I know. But, like, finding good restaurants and even finding the street food stuff, like, it's it's amazing. And it's, like, at least 50% of the reason why I travel and love traveling. And I'm so excited to continue on that journey with food, where it, it is, like, finding those fancy-ish restaurants. We won't be able to afford as many of those as, you know, we have with our vacations, but also just the hole in the walls. It's finding the local things, right? I think a big thing for us is always finding the local spirit. Local spirits, yep. Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Super into that. I would like to know how many different types of case meats I can consume. And and, (laughs) I will have none. And fruit, different fruit from around the world. That's what I'm also Mm -hmm. very excited about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's important to to not shy away from the different foods that are no. the local stuff and really try it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, no matter how weird it sounds, just have to partake. Give it a shot. When you can. A couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, pre-pandy, it was, maybe. It was 2018. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just a few years ago. So we rented this van, a 300 Econoline conversion van. If anybody's familiar, this is not a... RV. This is not your luxury camper. Shout out to Escape Camper Vans. You can get these all over the U.S. We, yeah. rent, we rented a van and... Uh, the it, Serpent. The Serpent was mm-hmm. its name. Mm-hmm. It had, I would say, probably mid-level graffiti artist painted the side of this thing with a big snake. She wasn't the cutest. They have a lot of cute ones. This one was not not the best, but uh, yeah. kids still complimented us on the van. If I'd say anybody looking to try and get into that stuff... Super fun. Look up escape camper vans and mm-hmm. see what they have to offer and where you can pick them up. Mm-hmm. We we took the van to the national parks in Utah. So out of... It was 10 days. For 10 days. Mm-hmm. So out of uh, Las Vegas, we drove. And I thought, this is probably the worst situation Jonica <laughs> could put herself in. I'm surprised. <laughs> I was surprised at first. And I was like, okay, I'll run with this and see how it goes. This was 10 days with like, you know, sharing restrooms and a shower in the campground Mm -hmm. this was no air conditioning in the van at nighttime there was no tv a lot of times in the middle of the deserts of southwest america there's no internet we also our fridge didn't work very well well. yeah yeah there was a lot we had a lot of issues we made it and it ended up i loved it being your one of your favorite trips we were taking i loved it so much 
It was incredible. I think, you know, a part of it, and this is different now because we don't have work email, but a part of it was not being able to be connected at all um, and just being out there and doing it. Just being one with where we were at. I would say I mean, few amenities. Yeah. A life during, with few amenities. Yeah. Was incredible. And I, I think it really just, you had to be in the moment and you were there. There would be a windstorm. And you would have to go inside and you would play a card game or play Yahtzee or whatever. You don't have anything else to do. And to me, that was incredible. So that's definitely something that we are going to take into our travel and do. When we rent our van in Australia. Yeah, we will. And then hopefully elsewhere. Um, We will do this multiple times, I think, as much as it makes sense, wherever we are. Okay, so the last thing that we'll touch on is seeing different people that we know around the world. We talked about those connections that you make when you are either vacationing or traveling, right? And they can be fleeting or they can be long-lived. But I think for us, one of the things that we did when we were planning is we made a list of all the places that we were going to go and people that we knew in those places or people that had some sort of connection to those places. And it was pretty mind-blowing, I think. Like, how many people we know around the world in various locations. You know a shit ton of Australians. <laughs> yes. I mean, those of you listening who are in advertising, you know, there's a shit ton of Australians in the U.S. in advertising. So, yes, naturally, uh, we know a lot of Australians. But even, like, one of my high school friends now lives in Melbourne mm-hmm. um, and we'll see him and I'm super excited to talk with him and I hope that he, that will be like an interview that we do because he's had an amazing, very interesting life. Um, but no, I mean, people all over the place, our old roommate who is Indonesian, your old roommate who is back in Bangkok and people in Italy and Spain and Portugal, like everywhere. It's, it's kind of incredible. Um, how many people we know across this this world? There'll be some great reunions coming our way. Yeah, It'll be exciting. Yeah, and even people that like we don't necessarily know, but friends of ours are connecting us with them, and we can stay on this woman's sheep farm in New Zealand from our dear friend Tim. It's just incredible. It's amazing how this opens up so many different connections and opportunities so we feel very very lucky and very excited to explore that part of this journey we do want to talk about what's going to be happening on the next episode where we will go into a little more detail about easing into this nomadic lifestyle we have been easing and easing it all in the uh i want to say like easing with air quotes because i do feel like it's been a lot it's been a lot more than i thought but yes we're easing in we're going to talk about our trip to Atlantic City, New Jersey recently that we did. Hell yeah, we are. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about our road trip to Minnesota on our way home. This is via Pennsylvania into Detroit and then into Wisconsin Dells before we land. Mm-hmm. And then what's happening between now and our departure date. So we'll be talking about our first destination, which is going to be a trip to Los Angeles to visit friends and family, mm-hmm. then to Santa Fe, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and back to Minnesota before we take off in uh, mid-October. Yep, correct. 
lots of things to come. Um, so quick before we talk about our love and learn for the last couple of weeks, let's uh, take a little break. Take a break. We'll be right back. Yes, we will. All right, and we are back. My dear, what is your love and your learn from the past couple weeks? There's been a lot of emotions happening. (laughs) (laughs) I think in the last couple of weeks, we'll talk about AC, but AC felt like a vacation. And now this last week was like the first week that I felt like I was actually like, oh shit, I don't have a job. And here I am. Um, I'm going to say that my love is that we're really working together as a team to make this happen. Because as much as you like to think that when you're moving, it's not a lot of work. There's not going to be a lot of things to pack. It's always way more than you think. And so I think we've been doing a really good job of communicating every day and getting shit done. Mm. So that's my love. Okay. You weren't expecting that, were you? No. No. <laughs> my, okay, my learn. My learn is that I need to better process my emotions. I think that I hold a lot of things in. Um, and then they just come spewing out. For example, last night I might have had maybe a little breakdown. Because we've been having a lot of... I'm not going to say goodbye, but farewell dinners with friends. And on top of, you know, packing everything up, it's it's become very emotional. And I don't think that I've been dealing with that very well. And I think I've been kind of shoving it into the background. And I just need to process things more in real time. You go. Love. My love from the past couple of weeks was an experience we had while on our little staycation trip to Atlantic City. We were coming back from dinner and like any typical casino, you have all of the casino games going off. You have the lights going off and the music all and all different walks distractions. Of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of different walks of life in Atlantic City. And this gentleman who was very much without a home had a... Uh, he was blind. He had a blind. He had a walking stick. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, looked a little bit worn down Mm -hmm. and it was raining out. Yes. And so I, uh, escorted him into the casino against, I'm sure all security protocol. Yeah. They didn't like you. They didn't like me. And I said, listen, can I get you anything? And he said, just, just some water. And we asked him, we were like, can we, I I was like, can I get you food? Can I get you a drink? Yeah. Um, and he said, no, just, just some water. So, uh, obviously we, I went and got him some water and came back. And I think that that the love experience or the love, the why I bring this up as my love part of love and learn is that he wasn't looking, he wasn't on the take. He wasn't Mm -hmm. looking to get money. He wasn't looking to have us buy him anything. He just wanted a place to stay that was dry Mm -hmm. and he wanted, you know, basic needs. Yeah. So that was an emotional love experience, not for him per se, but just as, as an appreciation for humanity, probably. Yeah, I think genuine human kindness and seeing him as a person was huge. Yeah, that was that was the love. Yeah, that was the love in Atlantic City. Yeah, the learn 
my learn for the past couple weeks is I don't feel like I have that much anxiety. I don't feel like I have that's that much stress in my life. I try not to, but yesterday packing up for a bag to go around the world drove me to, uh, I, I had to stress eat. I stress ate yesterday. I came down and Johnny goes, what are you doing? And I had to literally just like eat a bunch of chips. Multiple like, times. Several times because I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around the concept. And so I think as someone who thinks that they don't have these problems, I need to admit that these are learning, you know, steps. There's these are these are like hurdles I have to get over. I mean, I'm probably gonna throw up. You're gonna I, freak I, out. I haven't even done it yet, y'all. It took me like, all day. Yeah. It took me all day, and and that's yeah. not a comment. I can pack in like 15 minutes. Yeah. It took me, same. It took me all day yesterday to get this one task accomplished. Mm -hmm. There was some interim eating, sure, <laughs> because I was stressed. But uh, I learned that yes, I do stress eat. That's that's what I learned, and I learned that it is, and I have some some stresses in my life that I don't like to admit or know about. So that is my my learn for uh, this week. Oh, I know. As much as that hurts you, it makes me feel a little bit better. And we'll talk about my packing probably in the next episode. Speaking of, until then, thank you again for listening thank you for the positive feedback from yeah. everybody too yes yes enjoying the love um and <laughs> criticism constructive my, my mother gave us some constructive criticism <laughs> Be becky i've spoke slower <laughs> we, hope. we hope i've enunciated a bit more for all those <laughs> listeners <laughs> all right anyway until next episode. Be good, you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.